when it comes to self-expression, especially in a creative atmosphere, those things that hold you back from sort of executing on your dream are myths. It's in your head. There's actually no consequence. Virgil for me was <laughs> almost like a big brother from afar. Um, what he did for me um, was give me permission to to embrace myself and all of my interests, but never really had the confidence to do so. Like all the stuff that he was uh, initiating and kind of behind the scenes, like he knew after he kind of stepped out into like the limelight like it kind of created context for all the things that he was involved in that that there was like this force that was steering um and directing these these uh manifestations and to to finally like see and understand that this was a man <laughs> a genius collaborator and communicator um was something for me that uh, allowed me to really tap into my to my own love for many many things and and step into that confidently and it took a long time but to see him genuinely engage with the narratives that he participated in throughout his life and injecting uh, his own spin on everything and and basically remixing life experiences childhood experiences and um, continuing to engage with the contents of living um, in new spaces is something that that inspires me so when I <laughs> immediately after hearing he passed like I immediately became inspired like like the model that he set like I'm just like oh what am I like what am I going to create what am I going to do in this moment and like that's kind of like the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from Virgil was just like, go fucking do it. Like stop waiting around talking about it and like trying to get consensus from everybody around us to, to validate our beliefs and our ideas. And it's like, no, just like if you have the smallest inkling or inspiration to do something, go do it. And like allowing the process to be art in itself like the the journey getting to any execution is an art form as well and um something that i witness just listening to him speak about his process was that he was somebody that was great to work with like it seems like and i don't know him personally but the heights that he was able to achieve and the things that he was able to create in this world were built off of a foundation of exploration and curiosity, but then also collaboration and, and being somebody that, that others wanted to be with and work with and to help bring things into fruition because we can't do things alone. And something that I admire is that he's a, a master collaborator. And when I hear of 
him passing it's just like what are we going to create together how can we continue his legacy because it's a constant 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 creative process that we're engaged in like living these lives creating relationships and and bringing things into this world that make the world a better place and the power that that he had to inspire by doing and not being selfish like not making himself bigger than anything like imagine the ego that most people would have like doing all the things that he that he had done and I remember a couple of months ago like I was just on like clubhouse and he showed up in a room and like I'm like like looking back on it now it's like this man is battling cancer and he's in like a clubhouse (laughs) room just talking about like the future and and art and what what it could be and and like there's so much like context like knowing what we know now um and like his moves over the last couple of years and writing his name on a lot of things and like what that means and um there's a lot that we can that we can learn from just like the observation but like he put all of his gems out there like that's the that's the genius of it it was that his job was to inspire and he knew what his job was and and to create 20 million more virgils or people that are inspired by his work and um to have that fearlessness to move forward against any obstacles and to collaborate like like canaryyellow.com just laying out the blueprint of how to create a brand like how to empower yourselves and and to trust your instincts like that's what I'm left with I'm I'm left with the blueprint I'm left with the inspiration and knowing that it's possible anything that I set my mind to um yeah there's there's a lot uh, to unpack with with this loss and loss in general and how do we how do we engage with it and allow it to inform us and not hold us back and and I know for a fact that Virgil doesn't want anyone to be stifled um by his passing like I I know that in my core that he wants people to be inspired and to to create dialogue and to create the the world that that he was outfitting like he was giving us the the swag <laughs> to 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 live in this more compassionate world like the the architect of the generation and I know so many so many young kids are inspired already to to create their own their own waves and and I just want everyone that's close to him or if anybody that's uh, been touched by his his impact is that like his legacy lives through all of us all of us creatives who have been impacted by his work and his in his legacy and I love you Virgil I love what you stand for you've inspired the hell out of me and um in my whole like mo right now and and for the last couple of years has been just like transparency and openness and and just allowing the process to be the art but i want to let uh some other folks share um some thoughts about mr ablo so i'm gonna leave it here Love you, Virgil. The first time I heard the words creative director was in reference to Virgil Abloh. It was shortly after my first concert experience at Kanye's Go in the Dark Tour, the evening of my high school graduation. 
My first introduction to fashion beyond streetwear was the iconic picture of Ye, Virgil, Don, Fonz, and Taz in Paris my freshman year in college. The first piece of Virgil work I owned was a Pyrex Vision shirt I caught my senior year in college. My first time seeing Virgil was when he headlined with Ben Trill at a 420 party in Philly, Lil Uzi Vert Open, that occurred a few months before I graduated from my university. As someone who didn't always consider themselves a creative, Virgil often served as a guiding light of possibilities, a dream realized, an astronaut commanding a generation of youth deep into space and spaces we were told we couldn't occupy. See, he knew all along, even when he didn't, simply because his intellectual and creative curiosity led him to achieve whatever he set his mind to. Virgil was one of the greatest and illest actualizers I've had the privilege of witnessing from afar and will miss observing here in this lifetime. Unbeknownst to me, his spirit was omnipresent in pivotal moments throughout my life, and I will forever be inspired by his legacy on earth. He was light years ahead anywho, so perhaps we'll catch up to him one day in the next life. Salute, Virgil. I grew up watching Virgil and studying the way that he not only developed aesthetics and developed a story for every, everything that we, he made. He's a designer to the core and just so intentional about everything. But I think his biggest accomplishment was redefining what creative leadership looks like and showing us that it's so important to bring other people up with you, whether that was through his talks or with Kanye or anybody else that was in his circle that was lucky enough to work with him. He was a very kind person, and I feel tremendous loss, but at the same time, I feel tremendous responsibility to bring to the table what he left behind, which is let's continue building the culture. Let's continue developing creative leadership where we are lifting each other up and taking care of each other as human beings. And I think a lot of people will say that his contributions were mostly capitalistic. And I think we have to remember that as artists, sure, we can take a look at our body of work and and say they're just clothes or they're just buildings or they're just things. And perhaps in the grander scheme of life, these things don't matter. But as artists, our only job is to carry a message and whatever medium that is, that is going to transport that message, that's what we use. And that is how we can influence the world. And I think that's what Virgil did for us. He helped us look at the world a little bit differently. And I'm thankful for that. Virgil Abloh. Uh, there's just too many examples you could put on the table uh, to really speak some, into his genius. 
you know, from the brands he's created to uh, the high-end brands that he's influenced from streetwear to high fashion to uh, runway shows around the globe. Uh, one uh, highlight that really shines for me out of his journey uh, was his Louis Vuitton uh, Ebonics 2021 show. And this is where he combined traditional kente cloth pattern with the Louis Vuitton pattern. And that whole show was inspired by his, fa his father, who's from Ghana. So his father uh, would wear a kente cloth when he would go to a traditional Guyan uh, wedding or ceremony, and he would wear a traditional Western suit and tie when he went to a Western uh, wedding or ceremony. So it was about uh, uh, those mashups and celebrating that that crossing place. And um, that really, for me, uh, also highlighted the, uh, the inspiration that he gives to other African designers from streetwear all the way up to high fashion. And I myself am very much inspired by African couture. So to see this, this kid from Chicago um, who is interpreting the culture uh, through his eyes and also um, celebrating his heritage, it was very special to bear witness to. So um, this is a moment that I've, I'd like to share about um, the, the genius we know as Virgil Abloh. I'm Rabo from Roots and Rooftops. Uno. So these are gonna be some thoughts um, and reflections on the death of Virgil. Um, it's strange, right? Like. Death has a way of making us remember things, um, reflect on things, and also, like, dream about things, too. Um, Virgil, whether or not you agreed with what he was sharing and how he shared, um, you can't deny the fact that this, this person shared, right? Um, for me, growing up, you know, I, as a young black woman in fashion, um, looking at this figure was inspiring because it was, I mean, he kind of had this like, why not energy, you know, and it was very, um, it cut through. And I, what I appreciated about his work was that he made you look at things twice and every time you came back to it, it made you ask a better question. And I think like, that's a big ethos in my work now is to get people to ask a better question and um, to think about things more than once and to chew on it a little bit longer, right? And, you know, I don't want us as a community to think about this as a loss, right? But rather think about what the soul gave to the planet, right? Like. He changed millions of lives with his work, um, if anything, just to inspire, right? Which I think is one of the most impactful ways you could have an existence on this earth is if you inspired somebody else, you know, you did your job, right? And, you know, 
I hope to, you know, in reflecting on Virgil and, and what he did and who he was to me, you know, as a community in this, as a person in this community, it feels like, um, another loss of a hero, right? We've lost so many, many impactful people, but, you know, to try to reframe that as, as a, you know, a celebration of that life is I think going to be really important moving forward, right? Like what did Virgil come on? What did that soul come on this planet to do? And like, look at what he did, right? Um, I think that that is the most impactful way to think about him and to think about his legacy and what he's leaving behind um, for other people to pick up. You know, not not all of his ideas were, um, you know, groundbreaking new, right? And a lot of what he did was remix. And I think it's important to think about, you know, what we're remixing in our own worlds and what it feels like to embody the why not energy that he gave to the to the world. So with that, R.I.P. Virgil, um, you know, really grateful to have been alive um, during the time that you were in your back. <laughs> so thanks for inspiring and for for leaving that legacy. So when it comes to Virgil, I feel like he's one of the most honest representations of streetwear culture and high fashion clashing together or coming together, not clashing. But he was very authentic in his approach of completely being himself and finding a seat at the table and showing us that we can be ourselves and sit at these high end tables and, you know, make these gigantic waves. For me, I always felt like it would be hard to get there. And I'm sure it was a hard battle for Virgil also, but he definitely showed me and the rest of us that we can do it too. And along his journey, he brought out some of the illest people in streetwear culture and in, you know, hip hop fashion culture, the Futuras, the Lauren Hills, the most deaths, you know, he brought them out and they also respected him. He wasn't just a corporate play for him. It was, it was just complete respect for the culture. And he showed us we can all do it and we, we all don't have to conform to that corporate lifestyle and that fake watered down streetwear lifestyle we can be who we want to be this is a little voice memo on my experience with Virgil Abloh R.I.P. Um, we can take it back a few years so I was around 23 or 24 and I had just gotten my first real big girl job and very fortunate and lucky to have ha had the opportunity to work with Kim and Kanye on this project. So I was flown out to New York where I met up with Kanye and Kim and I opened the door 
to their apartment where we were supposed to have our meeting with the publisher. And inside was Kim, Kanye, Virgil, and several other creatives that Kanye was having meetings with at the time. Um, and so we sat down to have our brainstorming session. And I think the one thing that I will remember the most from this experience with having interacted with Virgil was that while we're kind of thinking of ideas, Virgil brought over a zine that he had found in New York at a bookstore. I think it was like one of those bookstore skate shops. And the zine was a bunch of collaged images of Kim and Kanye at their wedding because this was a few years after they got married. And what I thought was so cool about that was that, first off, the fact that he bought a zine, this creator might not ever know that Virgil bought one of his zines is so cool. And secondly, the fact that Virgil bought a zine and presented it as inspiration for a larger, more luxurious type of project was so cool to me. And it really humanized him and made him so much more relatable than I think sometimes we make icons out to be or celebrities and I really appreciated that just seeing that interaction him bringing that up because this zine could have been made by someone like you and me and he found so much value in that and so much value enough to purchase it and take it into consideration and be inspired by it. So I think the lesson that I took from this interaction, this experience, is that, you know, for one, to never limit the way that you find inspiration, whether it be in someone else's work, um, traveling, or ways that aren't as luxurious. And secondly... Be mindful of the people that you keep around you, but also be excited by the people that you keep around you because you never know what's going to, where you guys are going to head to and what amazing things you're going to work on together. And uh, yeah, Virgil was a freaking genius. And I think that behind every genius are even more geniuses and people that support you. Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Ty Spencer, uh, recording to you live from La Habra, California. And uh, I am contributing a snippet of why the brother Virgil Abloh was so important to me. Um, I want to say that I think the reason that he embodies so much to so many is because he straddled so many different disciplines. 
I mean, he was an architect, he was a furniture designer, he was part product developer, he was a fashion designer, he was a DJ, he was, you know, someone who was really interested in the questions that drive a lot of what we see in this landscape, you know, of design. And I think that there was a piece of advice that was given to me earlier on by a woman by the name of Sue Bondi. Um, by the way, big up uh, University of Portland costume department. We see you, Sue Bondi. She was uh, formerly the faculty chair of a school in Portland called Bissis College, formerly, and uh, eventually became the Portland uh the Art Institute of Portland, excuse me. And um, she's told me that perfection is the enemy of completion and that complete work is beautiful work. I'll say that again. Perfection is the enemy of completion and that complete work is beautiful work. In other words, get your shit done. I can't tell you um, how many people came to my rescue and helped me to complete a collection of what I thought was like the most monumental thing. And I think that, you know, just taking that into a context of, you know, a bigger uh, output, you know, whether it's designing, you know, for Ikea or whether it is putting out your own label under the name Pyrex Vision or, you know, whether that's a thought experiment for something larger called Off-White or, you know, you helming creatively at the bidding of a major luxury conglomerate such as Louis Vuitton. Um, You know, I think that he was of the opinion that, you know, it's the question that drives us, right? And, you know, what that might look like is, you know, what would a shoe, an iconic shoe, what would 10 iconic shoes recontextualize, formerly made by Nike, look like by me? You know, what would, you know, a lack table, you know, look like with my signature? What would, and it wasn't just sort of like ego driven, right? It was like, you know, a true collaboration of you know, this process by which you change something by 3%, which is like the sort of, you know, tenant, one of the major tenants that he sort of thought about, like when he designed something, right? And, you know, it's still recognizable as that thing that you know and that you recognize and that you love, right? But, you know, slightly changed and recontextualized, redesigned, right? Which is like, you know, one of the things that we knew him most for, right? This sort of like recontextualization, this sort of sort of deconstructed, reconstructed sort of context, right? And, you know, whether it was a collaboration with uh, a, like a major mass market producer like Ikea or whether it was something for a luxury conglomerate like Louis Vuitton or whether it was for something that was his own, of his own making. I think the thing that remains cool is that he was engaged in that question, you know, and, you know, what is going to make this dope? What is, um, 
at the end of the day, something that, you know, I can get behind and stand behind. And um, he was of the opinion that even if it wasn't ready, he was going to put it out. And I'm thanking him for that. And, you know, I think time and time again, I always continually like, you know, it's got to be this and I got to, you know, obsess over that detail. I got to do, you know, that thing over there. And, you know, like, I got to tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, as an artist and a maker and a, and a designer, I think, you know, folks are continually at odds with the decisions the countless choices that have to be made, right? And I think it's like, for some, it's power for the course, right? You know, obviously I'm speaking generalistically, right? But for some people, like, you know, this is power for the course. Like, it's like, this is the shit, these are the hoops you gotta jump through to go ahead and put out the product that you want, right? And then, you know, you you you, you market and promote and, and then what? You hope the product is dope, right? Uh, but, you know, even if you do wanna be in this business, <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, one of the things that I'm constantly reminded of is the sheer volume of hustle represented in product. So that's like what inspires me about Virgil. The other is like that it doesn't have to be ready for you to put it out. And that in and of itself is like it's like a relief. It's like a relief, you know? You don't have to have a fucking focus group. <laughs> Let's have an unfocused group <laughs> and talk about some shit, right? Or not talk about it and just put it out and see exactly how the fuck people respond to it. That's like the beauty of like what Virgil Abloh was to me and I think to so many countless other people. Um, I think that that was like the magic you know, and this is outside of the controversy and the and all the fucking brouhaha about like who said what about what. I, I could give a shit less about any of that. And I think that at the end of the day, we're left with a legacy of product and um, an unfuckwittable work ethic um, that I will continue to learn from. I think that that's his legacy. I think it's, it's, it's pretty much there for us all to learn from. And that's what that brother meant to me.